Hey, I just want to say thank you for checking out this message today. I hope that it helps you, that it encourages you, and that you are able to learn a little bit more about who God is and why so many people throughout history have chosen to become followers of Jesus. If you enjoy this message and you want to hear more, you can find us on Facebook or YouTube, but ultimately you can find everything you need to know at clcwinnipeg.ca. There you can find more messages, you can find our social handles, ways to get connected to our church, and if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do that as well. And like I said before, I hope that you are encouraged by the message you're about to hear. God bless you. Welcome back. It's good that you've joined us again today for Cover to Cover as we continue to walk through the Bible and look at all the different books of the Bible and give an overview of each and every one of the books. Today, I'm going to be talking about the book of Psalms. And uh, I've entitled today's message, You're Not Alone. And I want to tell a little story, just an opening. There is uh, somebody who had, had found this, this old wooden bucket that was laying on the ground by, by uh, a well, a water well. And it, was, it had been used to draw water for many years. And it looked like it was ruined because if you held it up, you could see daylight through every one of the slats. And there was no way it was going to hold anything. It was uh, pretty much junk. Well, this guy's buddy came along. He was an older fellow, and he looked at it, and he said, let's try this. So he tied it to the rope in the well, and he lowered it down into the well. They came back a couple days later, and they brought it back up, and it was full of water, full of cold, clean water, and there wasn't one drop of water leaking from it. So what had happened was water had rehydrated all those dry wooden slats and they came together and fit together as they were originally designed to do and the bucket was useful again. And so the moral of the story is that this kind of reflects the seasons in our lives. There are times that we feel like we're finished and we're discarded and we're useless and, and we're of no value anymore. And there are times that we feel that life is full and it's great and, and we're productive and, and life is happening the way it should. I want to talk to you today about those other times when we just feel that life is horrible. The Psalms are full of these things called laments. Now, what is a lament? It's not a word that we use commonly, but a lament is grief. It's sorrow, it's mourning, it's bemoaning a situation, it's being in despair or finding that you're in a deplorable state. And so I want to talk to you today about the fact that you're not alone. You're not alone when you're in a lament. You're not alone when you're in low times. And the fact of the matter is, is that laments are something that we all experience and none of us are shielded from. There's a whole entire book in the Bible named after laments. It's called Lamentations. The importance of acknowledging lament cannot be uh, emphasized enough. And I want to talk about that for a few minutes. A fellow by the name of Josh Lee said, in today's social media obsessed culture, there are images of attractive, smiling couples we have lifestyle bloggers, 
We have pictures of stunning vacation resorts gracing our glowing screens each day. The routine bombardment of these images implicitly and powerfully conveys what ought to be normal in our lives. But it's not. It's not at all. And we see that beauty and, and health and, and happiness mark out today's culture. And the last thing that these images speak to are the countless stories of brokenness, of suffering, and ultimately death that we all inevitably face. People oftentimes are good at presenting a veneer of perfection. How often have you found yourself in a social situation where you say to somebody, how are you doing? They're like, oh great, wonderful, good. And, and we just do that so naturally and, and we like to present positive images of, of how great our life may be. And, and, and one of the things that's happening more and more today is we case we base our feelings on, on the number of clicks we have on, on a story on you know, Instagram or Facebook or the number of likes that we get. And one of the worst outcomes is that we may see images of others and then think, well, my life just doesn't measure up to that. And so how do you reckon with this? How do you reckon with it when you're grieving? How do you reckon with it when you're taking chemo or when you've lost a job or, or you're just barely hanging on emotionally? Lee goes on to ask, how does a contemporary church combat the veneer of optimism that this culture relentlessly bombards us with? You know, the reality is, is, is that nobody likes to advertise their, their days, their weeks, their months, their years of living in lament. But I'm grateful that laments are part of the scriptures. And it's important for us to, to acknowledge laments because they're not just part of the scriptures, they're part of our lives. And, and, and living in a period of lament is not an odd thing. In fact, lament is as natural to the living as breathing is. And yet, we try to avoid it and we really don't like it. It's, it's like the person who loses a spouse to a prolonged terminal illness and they forego another chance at happiness or relationship because they never want to go through that again. They don't want to go through sorrow. They don't want to face that again. And so we never want to relive pain, grief and sorrow and suffering in our lives. But let's take a, a few minutes today and, and look at some laments in the Psalms. The Psalms in our um, series on cover to cover, uh, you know, there's, there's not a possibility of even coming close to covering all that the Psalms has to offer. I, I, I should have brought it here, but I've got this set of books. It's called The Treasury of David, and it's you know, it's a stack of books like, like this, um, or this, I'm not sure, 
but you know, several volumes of, of books, three, 400 pages each, that break down the whole treasury of David, the book of the books of Psalms. So when we're talking about laments, we're talking about a prevalent theme in the Psalms, but only a very small part of it. There's so much more that, that could be read, but I really felt impressed today to, to focus on the theme of laments as found in, in the Psalms. It's prevalent in the Psalms, it's present in the Psalms. It's there for you to see for yourself. And, and that's why we oftentimes in, in hard times turn to the Psalms and get so much out of them because there are so many examples of laments that, that we may experience through the Psalms. And, and here are some examples of laments that we may experience um, as depicted in the book of Psalms. One of the, the things we may experience when we're in a period of lament is, is waiting for God to act. In Psalm, uh, the sixth Psalm, verse three, it says, my soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord, how long? And this is a really powerful lament because David is, is talking, he says, even my bones are aching in pain and, and I'm, in, I'm weak and I'm faint. And, and it seemed in David's situation that God was taking forever. And no matter how long God seems to take, we need to be reminded that he is there and we can bring our troubles to him. And he does hear us and he does act, but not in our time, in his time, which is always the right time. And then in chapter six, verse nine, there's this affirmation, the Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. Another aspect of lament that we may experience is this feeling of social isolation. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pounds, my strength fails me. And even the light is gone from my eyes. And my friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away from me. And so here's this experience of, of a lament where somebody is experiencing, David is experiencing social isolation and loneliness and rejection and, 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 and relational pain. He feels forsaken. And you know, the reality is that when we're going through hard times, the people that are closest to us may get it wrong. And we may experience some of this relational isolation. And then another aspect of lament is, is experiencing God's silence. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Psalm 10.1. You know, sometimes God feels like he's aloof. And sometimes he's silent. And we can oftentimes perceive that as God being disengaged from our lives. The silence of God will oftentimes serve to, to deepen our suffering if we don't understand the silence of God. I remember a, a time in my own life as, as, as bad as things were, what made it worse? 
was feeling that, that God had abandoned me. And it's, it's just that, it's, it's a feeling. I felt like God had abandoned me. The truth was, Psalm 10, 17, that says, you Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted and you encourage them and you listen to their cries. See, God may not always be speaking, but he is listening. And so if it seems that God is silent, he's listening. And it's a reminder that, that he's listening to you. He's listening to us in our times of lament. In due time, you will hear him speak. In due time, an answer will come. But hold on to hope in the midst of lament. Hold on to hope. See in Psalm 42, 3, it says, my tears have been my food day and night. My soul is, is downcast. All your waves and breakers have swept over me and my bones, they suffer. They suffer mortal agony. And the psalmist remembers the good and he expresses hope for the future. He says, I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty. I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with, with shouts of joy and shouts of praise. And in the midst of suffering, one of the things that helps us is to remember. Because when we're in the middle of a hard situation, we oftentimes forget that we once had strength and we once had joy. And, and it's a good reminder that we did experience good times. It's a good reminder that we can hope, that we can put our hope in God and, and, and the psalmist says, yeah, I will praise him, my God and my savior. And that's a great anecdote for, for despair is to be able to say, I'm hoping, I'm hoping in God. I'm looking forward to a better day. I'm looking better to, I'm looking forward to a time when I won't be experiencing this. I'm looking forward to an answer coming. I'm hoping in God. I'm not giving up. I'm not gonna walk in despair. I'm not gonna live in despair. I'm gonna keep hoping, I'm gonna keep trusting. You know, Jesus lamented too. He lamented when he was on the cross and, and this prophesied in Psalm 22, the very words that Jesus spoke on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so if you're saying that, if you're experiencing that, you're actually in really good company because our Savior, Jesus Christ, said the same thing. He lamented. He experienced the depth of lament as we do. He experienced the cruelty of others, the physical pain, the social isolation, the emotional despair, the silence of God, the accusations of, of people that hated him. He, he, he experienced it all and, and yet he, he died, but he rose again. He rose in victory. He conquered sin, he conquered death, he conquered sin, Satan. And this demonstrates to us that following seasons of lament, we can have hope and we can have victory. So I wanna wind it up with a few thoughts. Why speak of lament? Well, because life can be hard, life can be cruel, and life can be unfair. 
We journey with God and we don't journey with God and avoid trouble. We don't journey with God and go around trouble. But oftentimes we journey with God through trouble. The psalmist says in Psalm 23, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Not around. Not over. I don't stop at the edge of it. No, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. And so what's the shadow of your death today? What is your shadow of death today? What are you walking through today? And let me say to you this, no matter what you're walking through, because you're walking through it does not make God less. It does not dethrone God. It does not mean that God has lost interest in you. It does not mean that God is less powerful. It does not mean that God is not present. It does not mean that God is, 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 is not listening to you. God is not less and you are not less. When you experience lament, you are not less. You are still loved by God. You are still valued by God. You are still Im incredibly important to God. The fact of the matter is those times come and in those times, may he become more precious to you and may those be the greatest seasons of growth. And if you feel like a leaking bucket, may you be filled with the presence, the power, and the assurance of God, that he's with you, that he loves you, and he's not leaving you alone. Let me, word, let me bow in a word of prayer for you today. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and we thank you for the reality of laments as we find in the scriptures that we go through things. We go through them. And I thank you that you go through them with us, that you're faithful, that you're loving, you're kind, and you'll bring us, you'll bring us through. And I pray, Heavenly Father, for everyone that's listening today, that you would be their source of comfort and strength in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. And may I encourage you to think about your own relationship with God and if you've never made a commitment to Christ and received him as your savior, you can do that today by simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my savior. And when you do that, you're really starting on a new path. And what you become is actually a disciple of Jesus. And it's important to find a church to attend. It's important to get together with other people who share the faith. It's important to read your Bible. It's important to pray. Talk to God and develop that relationship. That's what it is. To know Christ, to be a follower of Christ, to be a Christian, to be a disciple of Christ. And if you want help in that journey, in your own spiritual journey, why don't you give us a call or email us. Uh, check out our website. That's probably the best way. clcwinnipeg.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. God bless you.